Welcome everyone. Welcome to the Business Spotlight interview series. And today we have our guest, Atul Lakhani, the CEO of the award-winning catering and event management company, uh, Sanjay Foods. Welcome, Atul. Welcome to the show. Uh, tell us about you and your business. So my name's Atul Lakhani. I'm the CEO of Sanjay, uh, CEO and founder of Sanjay Foods. We're a catering-based uh, and events company based in out of Leicester. I'm also the owner and CEO of the IXL Event Center, which is based in Leamington Spa. And um, the IXL Events Center is a multi-award winning center where we specialize in high-end weddings, corporate launches. Um, yeah, that, that's basically what we do. Wonderful. I, I I was looking at your, uh, you know, your things which are coming up for the Christmas. That looks really fascinating. So wonderful uh, on that one. Yeah, the Christmas has been, uh, the Christmas events are a big sort of areas of expansion for us. And uh, we've been, we're in our third year doing them now. And uh, yeah, year upon year, they're getting bigger and better. So it's something we, we're definitely looking at growing. Wonderful, wonderful. So, you know, if you if you look back at your business journey so far, uh, what has inspired you or what inspired you to start the business at the first place? Uh, to be honest, it was almost by default because, um, I mean, I graduated in economics. Uh, hospitality wasn't a career I wanted to pursue. My family had been in the business, so we owned restaurants in Leicester. And uh, as I said, by default, my mother fell ill and then my father fell ill and then I was kind of dragged into the family business and uh, before you knew it you know you're married and um, that's your way of life and um, you know but for a long period of time I wasn't particularly happy with what I was doing not because I, I didn't enjoy hospitality in fact I, I excelled at it hmm. but I wasn't happy being in the family business environment where um, you know you, you had to work around other people yeah. And um, for me, it was never about the money. It was more about the sort of standard and recognition and your standing within the business community and, you know, how people perceived you to be. Mm. Um, I'd, you know, uh, I like to be known for being at the top of what I do. Wonderful. Wonderful. Sounds a bit arrogant, but it's no. Do you know what? Uh, this uh, doesn't sound arrogant, but it shows your passion. I would say that's sure. a question. And you have set such high bar for your own self. So uh, what yeah. what do you attribute your growth to? What are the... Well, I mean, it's never about just myself. It's always about the team around you. I've been very fortunate and blessed to have at least five members of my team who've been with me for longer than 15 years. Wow. Um, you know, and they've, they're with you through thick and thin they believe uh, implicitly in what you do. Um, I'm also, you know, sort of old enough to remember all the hard work, perseverance of my parents, you know, when they left Africa with nothing, um, you know, and, and yet I was sort of young in, enough at the time when I started Sanjay Foods to harbor my own entrepreneurial instincts. And that allowed me to, you know, have a bit more of a focused view on where I needed to go with it. Um, of course, um, having a focused view and actually achieving is two different things because, uh, you know, there's invariably constraints, um, be it whether it's young families or, as in my case, or finance, you know, these, these all sort of things 
mm. uh, you know, which which, uh, which are there to contend with. Mm. Mm. Really, definitely. Um, Atul, what has been your learning uh, in this journey? What has been your biggest learnings? The biggest learning has been that, um, you know, very early on, I did see this thing that um, I, I think, um, you know, there's this understanding that um, you're only as good as your last event. Mm. And no matter how good a work you do for years upon years, it's the one mistake which will be frowned upon. It'll be, you know, the one which will sort of uh, could define what you do. Mm. And so hence, um, you know, I, I do work on that old adage of, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And uh, so we do put the planning and we put the commitment in, we put the effort in because we know that in what we do, there is no plan B. Of course, you know, scenarios can have plan B, but the reality is that the events we host, we cannot, one cannot repeat them. You know, it's not like going into a restaurant and having a bad meal and they give you a free voucher so you can come back again next time for free or whatever. Hmm. This is, you know, you've got to get it right the first time. Absolutely. You, you know, what you're saying is so much related to what, uh, you know, I've been working with a couple of clients and planning is the must, uh, you know, as the first step towards a successful event or business for that, because then you have clarity yeah. from heading. Yeah, indeed. And yeah, uh, indeed. you're absolutely right that that it doesn't have to have a plan B because when you believe in yourself, a plan A will happen and it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I often tell clients, you know, I'll say that you'll be sitting there on the top table and uh, you'll give at that stage, you'll give anything, you'll pay any amount of money to get it right. But by that time, it's too late. You know, you made your choice earlier on, whether you went for price over quality, whether you, you know, um, and um, you see these people. So today, through the grace of God and you know all our hard work, I mean we we cater for billionaires. So whether last year we did the Ambani wedding, oh, we did uh, we cater for the Mittals. We uh, I did the wedding for the owners of Asda last year, and these are huge, you know, big big people. And um, and and you can't get it wrong, you know. And equally, but that doesn't mean that we treat our sort of bread and butter business, our everyday weddings, any less. Um, you know, the same degree of planning and effort has to go into it because then you can stand in front of this event and look all calm and smooth and whatever uh, without care in the world when, because the work's done. You yeah. know? And I think that's, that's the key thing. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, I was not, and now I'm thinking, I was absolutely right that you have raised the benchmark, you've raised a bar, because yeah. uh, and it's not it's it's not an easy thing you know doing such big events but it I'm sure it would need a lot of lot of planning beforehand to make it oh big. absolutely and there's a there's a whole load of trade offs you know uh, as a result which I'm sure we'll touch upon later on but uh, yeah planning is the key planning is the key having the right people around you is the key mm. and then also having um, the sort of fortitude to also understand that look whilst all businesses work on PLs and you know we've got to be mindful of that because ultimately that's why you do the business but that cannot be the forefront of what you're doing it mm -hmm. cannot you know because uh if that is all your purest your focus is purely on that then something will give 
Yeah, yeah, so true. So, um, Atul, what have you experienced? What have been this some misconceptions about the business and the industry? You know, you know how how to run a business. Do you feel there are any misconceptions around there? Um, sorry, I'm not sure what you mean by misconceptions. So, you know, the way people run the business and they have their own ways of doing it. You know, when you came sure. to the business. So you felt there is a misconception. I mean, why is this happening the way it shouldn't be? Um, are you are we talking generally now, or are we talking about? Oh, sorry, are you talking? Are you referring to the comment I made about uh, where people concentrate on PML? Basically, uh, what, what I'm saying is that if, if you're doing something, and it doesn't need to be an events-based business. So if you're doing in something in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And if you know that the product you're giving is not really up to the quality it should be, yeah. then what, what you really, and, and you can't, you, you're thinking, look, I need to make X amount of margin on it. Mm. But if you made a little bit less margin on it, but mm. just by your slight enhancement mm. was going to make all the difference to the product then that you 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 have to and have to go with that because mm. or else what happens is it'll be a it'll be a dare i say a, a one off game mm. you know it'll, you'll only get that order once you'll get it out on time they'll pay you the you know the client will pay you but they won't come back mm. and repeat business is the key is mm. is absolutely the key to any industry mm. um you know that's where you where you earn your stripes that's where you earn your equity in your brand the one-off events are great we talked about the ambanis we talked about the middles they're the icing on the cake you know they're, they're the ones that establish your credentials as in that wow if they're good enough for you know some of the richest people in the world then they're, they're good enough for us mm. but uh, but yeah i think i think it's that investment and that ability to say you know what i'm going to earn a little bit less but i want to make sure this is right mm. So for you, customer comes first, you know, they're satisfied. The, yeah, absolutely. The customer journey, the customer, uh, you know, uh, they're ultimately their blessings, you know, um, and, and through the grace of God, we, we work for some really amazing people. And now with my role, I try and actually nip into most of the events if I can. Mm. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll probably have a driver taking me around because, and, you know, so it doesn't need to be someone who's a high flying client. It can be just, a you know, just a nice uh, wedding. Yeah. And it just means so much to the client if they see my face there. So that that's what I try and do. I think, um, you know, that's where, as I, my late mother would say, that's where you get your blessing. Your that, ashwad, you know? Yeah, that, that's, you know, what you just mentioned there about the repeat business and you know the personal touch you're adding to your customers life is so important yeah. i think it's a long-term strategy um i which reminds me you know i've been working with a lot of clients on valuation increase and repeat business is one of the keys for increasing the business valuation and you've just absolutely, absolutely nailed it you know it's a long-term thing yeah. it's not just one event or a pnl yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're going to be a bit cautious. I mean, I always never wanted to be the brand. Mm. But unfortunately, invariably, I have become a bit of a brand, which um, so there is a fine line. You know, you do want to kind of disassociate yourself a little bit because there's only one of you. 
Yeah. So it is it is a fine line, but equally where possible, do it. Yeah, yeah. Th this is a good point. We'll come back to this one. You know, uh, this this one is very important. But uh, Atul, what is the vision for the future? So the future is, uh, I mean, one thing is I don't take anything for granted anymore. Um, you know, many things have happened in life and and obviously the pandemic made us realize that, you know, um, it could all be gone tomorrow. Mm. So um, there are expansion plans. Uh, we're probably, so we were nearly decimated. We nearly were ruined through the pandemic. I think we were probably about two months away from bankruptcy because we couldn't sustain the losses any longer. Mm. But uh, but we were ethical. We paid back all the clients whose deposits we held. Mm. Uh, we, you know, we met all our financial obligations and commitments. And, um, you know, praise God, since then, business has been flying. You know, in, in fact, we're more in demand now than ever. But, um, um, but the sheer business landscape has changed. I mean, the workforce and Brexit has more or less disappeared. I have this theory that in the 60s, you had the wind rush generation, you know, the Caribbeans, and then you had the Asians in the sort of 80s, 70s, 80s, even 90s, and then you had the Eastern European. Mm. Um, now with them disappearing as well, you know, uh, the human resource aspect is, is pretty difficult. Mm. And so, you know, it's, um, we can expand, but, you know, we've got to do it within a strategic manner in a way whereby we can cope with the work we have mm. because it's no point having a busy order book and then failing to deliver because again that goes back to the point i made earlier you're only as good as your last event and yeah. it's the one event which didn't go quite well which you know jeopardizes your reputation yeah absolutely absolutely covid covid would have been difficult for you guys i mean the hospitality industry was hit massively yeah, so we were deprived of grants. We had, you know, we had uh, millions of pounds worth of business wiped away from our books. We had um, basically no income. Uh, that said, we did a low-level takeaway service from my Sanjay Foods uh, business in Leicester, and um, it was that was actually, uh, you know, that was a great time because where I did benefit was I took on chefs who used to work elsewhere but they didn't have any um cover in terms of um furlough money etc okay. and uh so and some of the hotels like the marriott's hotels they were they laid off certain key people and i took them on so it was a huge risk at the time when you've got zero income coming in and you're facing mm. um you know uh, an extremely uncertain future mm. but then i was able to enhance our back of office mm. team and, uh, you know, so we did this sort of uh, takeaway, uh, a high-end gourmet takeaway. And now it wasn't really lucrative. I mean, the things it did, it employed these people. It kept us sane because, you know, we were busy working. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we won a big, huge Chamber of Commerce award. Uh, so, you know, I mean, we, we were able to reconnect with the people in our community, within our locality, and um, yeah, I think, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, I do try and see the glass as being half full and, you know, I, I do try and see the, you know, the optimistic side of things. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we, we learned a harsh lesson on a personal front. We lost people mm. um, to the dreaded COVID and, you know, which is something obviously you, you have to live with. 
but um, you know, uh, I do believe that what doesn't break you, you know, often makes you. So in that respect, um, there there are certain positives. Wonderful. It it seems that you know, listening to you, uh, COVID has was a blessing in disguise. Has brought a couple of things. Oh no, I would I wouldn't go that far nice. at all. But it it just um, as I said, it gives you a bit of a reality mm -hmm. check. Yeah. And I think in that respect, yes, because you know you you know not to take anything for granted. Yeah. There we were. We just taken over the IXL. We're on Clive Nine. You know, we were in we were the the in thing. And before you know it, it could have all been gone. So, yeah, but yeah. there you go. We live to tell the tale. And and it, it, it tested. I mean, I think COVID was a time when it was a high pressure, and people, the only companies who survived was who could come out of it and had a strong foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we found a lot of companies in our industry they disappeared. Yeah. But they were the fly-by-night companies who, you know, um, over-promised and under-delivered. Mm. We under-promise, we over-deliver, mm. you know, and um, it's, uh, but then that's, you know, I did pretty early on realise the importance of brands. Uh, we are a brand today and, um, you know, and it's very important to, you know, why, why do we people, why do companies become brands, you know, um, so that, you know, they get the recognition they've got a standing within the business community mm. they can command a particular price mm. and um, you know and i think that really helped us survive the pandemic mm -hmm. so uh Atul, you have touched upon the business challenge as you know human resource resource is a challenge currently looking at that huge time. challenge yeah. yeah how do you how do you cope up with it how do you come well, I've, I've started to, so when I first started Sanjay Foods, I used to recruit from Dubai. I was quite a visionary in, in that respect, you know. Then obviously everyone started bringing in chefs from India and everywhere you can think of. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've, I've actually gone full circle back and I've, I've just come back from Dubai. And one of the, I've just recruited four new people from there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you certainly, you know, I end up paying a lot more to them with their accommodation and everything than I would locally. But it's that skill set, you know, and it's well worth paying, in my opinion. Um, so that's part of it. Then we are trying to sort of develop the younger members of the team. Um, soon we'll be liaising with the colleges and to see how, you know, uh, we can do various apprenticeships and so on. But, um, yeah, I, I think we just need to fortify the sort of team in the first instance before we embark upon that next journey. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. Um, Actually, you know, human resource is the key to grow. And without a good team, a company can grow up to a certain level only. But beyond oh, yeah. That, yeah. There's and, definitely a ceiling beyond which you cannot, you physically cannot. Cannot, exactly. Um, you know, and it's, it's a crying shame. I think um, I think Brexit has done um, probably more damage to the hospitality industry than uh, COVID itself. Mm. So, uh, and I don't say that loosely. So. Mm. Mm. And then, you know, training your team members and investing in their growth as well is so important, uh, which which I'm sure you're doing that and you see the results because a, a business can only grow up to the level or uh, competence level of the team. So Absolutely. it's so important. So uh, this one is my favorite, Atul. I'm going to ask you this, you know, what advice would you give to your younger self? 
Um, I would teach myself not to take myself too seriously. Mm -hmm. I would... Um, I would say, you know, if you're embarking upon the business journey, um, take all the relevant advice. Uh, do not for a second think that you're good at something so you will succeed mm. or that, you know, put your ego to one side because uh, the business journey can be one of the best you'll embark upon in your life, or it could also be one of the worst. Mm. Um, you know, I mentioned this trade-off, series of trade-offs. I mean, I had a very young family when I started. Mm. and they're no longer young and sometimes it's been very difficult with the children because you were never there mm. and so it is it's very important to find that balance uh, did I find it no I didn't but you know but that is life and that was perhaps the circumstances I was under mm. but um, yeah I think these are all the factors you need to consider mm. um, you know and then if we go back on a business angle you know people talk about a business plan now, you know, a, a business plan shouldn't be just a funding document. You know, you shouldn't just look at it as something to go to the bank with and, you know, maybe they'll lend you X amount of money. It should be something that you can work on your business. Mm. You know, and if this is where it's imperative to get a good business plan, not simply for funding requirements, but what is your strategy? What's your year one? What's your year two? Because or else what you can become is just a lifestyle business. Absolutely. Which works. Now, if you've got, you know, uh, lots of members in the family are going to jump in and help you and do that, then that's fine. That will work. Mm. And and there's nothing against that. I know some usually successful people who have done that. Mm. And of course, if you can have family members who've got the same best interest as you, mm. it's all the better. Mm. The downside, of course, is the close family may not stay very close if you work together. So yeah. that there's also uh, that trade-off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just look, be sincere, be be earnest in what you do, be honest in what you do. Uh, you know, ethics do get you far in life. Um, it that may not always seem that way. I mentioned earlier about, you know, your product, have pride, have um, it's not arrogance, but be prideful about what you do, because that does that shows your commitment, you know, your investment within whatever product or service that you're offering. Mm. and um, um, yeah and also don't, don't be afraid to change course I remember having a restaurant uh, where I lost a lot of money in and I wouldn't change course and that was such a big mistake you know I was flogging a dead horse when I actually I should have just turned it into a jacket potato shop and it would have done an absolute killing but I didn't feel it went along with our brand yeah. so you know look at things objectively if you've got more than one business, you know, you, you've grown, you've expanded, just see that what's the best way to monetize that next one. Mm. Keep it separate from your business. Keep it, you know, you can still be the owner of it, but keep it separate so that that way there's no blurred lines, there's no confusion. This is that. that and, and sometimes you'll find that that jacket potato shop or hot dog van or whatever will make you far more money exactly. than something yeah because you know your overheads are limited yeah your uh your exposure is limited you know your borrowing is not there you may yeah. not be paying the high rates and rentals which you would in a prime location yeah so these are all things to think about and and remember rome wasn't built in a day and yeah. you're not going to build your business overnight okay. it's going to take a long time of course if you're in some technology based businesses you've got these whiz kids who overnight but for every one of them there's 10,000 who fail. 
so you know tread carefully but do do it don't let anyone stop you not doing it because you'll know you'll know inside if you're a businessman or a businesswoman yeah. how successful you are with dependent upon how much you put in and um you know i, I any even businesses that fail i still feel they're winners because they ha they had a go you yeah. know yeah and if i knew today what i knew sorry if i knew then what i know now oh. well you know i'd probably be sitting on my yacht no no i'm only kidding but you know it's just knowledge is wealth knowledge and experience are wealth so if somebody takes you to one side gives you a bit of advice helps you don't see it negatively even if you felt any part of it was not productive to you be grateful for that advice and just take away the bits you need mm. because that's that's what will ultimately define you lovely lovely uh, i think that that's uh, what you just shared was golden nuggets there uh, you know it, i was reflecting on the fact that i keep uh, talking to the clients and we say that business and you are two separate identities a business owner and a business is very separate so think about the business you know uh, absolutely what is needed for the business one should go where not you know not the emotions which a business owner brings in which is good but at yeah. the end, it's a different journey altogether yeah yeah and then absolutely and, and actually that's a good point because and and i was guilty of this i i let emotions govern me too long in my business the minute you disassociate yourself emotionally yeah it's the best thing you'll ever do yeah because you'll be able to think more mm. uh, proactively more mm. productively mm. and you will not let things get to you mm. because you're looking at it through you know or else you're looking through it through tainted glasses which is not a good thing yeah exactly you know what in action coach we say a business is a profitable commercial enterprise that works without you so it has absolutely. to be a profitable absolutely. enterprise that does yeah. not yeah yeah so. absolutely and that's that's the ultimate goal in whatever you do that's what you need because look you're you're the office bearer almost to speak you know yes you may have given birth to that business it may have been your ideas it may have been your thoughts everything but ultimately you know and the other thing is also to start thinking of exit strategies yeah. you know it's very difficult when you start to think of an exit but if you had that in your mind that you know what i'm going to work for the next 10 years i'm going to break my back i'm going to do every, anything that's needed of me mm. this is what i'm going to do that's what i'm going to make these sacrifices i'm not going to be out with my friends i'm not going to enjoy the holidays mm. but this is a time because after year five you'll start getting a bit more clear picture of how far are you do you really need can you do it within the next five or do you really need another 10 Hmm. you know but so but an exit strategy because remember any exit strategy will take you you know at least five to five to six years to hmm. um you know conclude hmm. from start to finish so it, it's just important to have that and the other thing is also so if you're a, a relatively fledgling business and 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 you're seeing that actually there's a big market leader in your business hmm. but what you're doing is you know is going to be useful to them somewhere down the road mm. whether it's because of your technology because of the mm. brand you've cultivated because of the location you're in mm. then you know be aware of that that these people can actually come and buy you out mm. you know and and that's where you cannot feel oh no they can't buy you know i i made a classic mistake in my opinion i named my business sanjay foods after my eldest son mm. now 
I don't advocate that. You know, I did it because it was a typical Indian thing to do. But I, I don't advocate that. I think I, I think you should depersonalize certain things. Yeah. Because the other thing is, uh, and also if you look at it, it actually can put a lot of unnecessary pressure on you. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's just um, something I've learned over the years. Yeah. Um, and IXL Event Center, I, I would never call it after one of my children. Yeah. And I think it, it makes it difficult to exit because it adds a lot of emotions. Yeah, and... absolutely. Absolutely. Because you become, you know, you are then the one of the Yeah. 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 No, wonderful, uh, Atul. Uh, this is the last question, which I ask almost all the business owners, that uh, if there is any question I've not asked that you wished I would have asked, what would it be? Um, no, I think, I think, you know, the questions you've presented, incidentally, I didn't look at the questions which you emailed to me. Uh, I prefer to be able to speak on the spur. Yeah. Because if I try and plan a meeting like that, it doesn't, it's a bit disingenuous. It's not quite, you know, what, what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, um, would I recommend people to go into business? Um, yeah, sure. I think the life, you know, small business is a lifeblood of the economy. Mm. And, um, you know, any entrepreneurial instincts you have, do them while you're young. Mm. Don't try and, you know, I started a bit later in my life, which I wish that's a mistake for me. I should have gone. I was in a fairly successful family business, which did well, mm. but it never really realizes true potential. Mm. Uh, and I wasted too many years trying mm. to change it. Mm. that in life there are things which you can change and things that you can't change mm. and if you get to a point where you can't change it just move don't don't let the emotional baggage or anything hold you back mm. get on with it you mm. know and and again you know if, if i i know people who have started businesses late in life because a maybe they didn't have the, the sort of guts to do it or mm. b they had the emotional baggage and then they did it, whereas had they done it earlier and, um, you know, but but do go. I, I like going with my gut instinct. Mm. You know, if something tells me this is right, but equally, it can't just be off off a whim. You can't just yeah, think, yeah, all right, I, I woke up today. You know, you've got to do the work. You've got to do yes. the planning. Yes. And, uh, and, and the research, you know, do the research just because that business is doing well doesn't mean you will do well. Mm -hmm. You know, they're doing well because... I don't know, they may have inherited a lot of money. They may have uh, a lot of family within that business. They may have a huge contract, which you're not aware of. Mm. So, um, you know, not, not everything that comes in your head is guaranteed to succeed. Mm. But I'd like to think that when you do have that feeling, you'll kind of know. But if you follow some of the steps, which I've said, uh, I don't claim to be an expert, but I've got a lot of experience. And, um, you know, and, and also learn from your mistakes. That's the biggest message I'd like to say. Learn from your mistakes. If you do a mistake once, twice, fine. Do not do it three times. Because if you keep repeating your mistakes, then, then what's it about? You know, you'll have peaks and troughs, highs and lows in your business all the time. And then there's no continuity. Yeah. And the reason you did the business was to become successful, become recognized, become make some money, you know, um, and um, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a business, and don't forget that. Yes, and 
I mean, that's a wonderful note to end up. Ultimately, it's just a business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Atul. It has been wonderful having you. No, my pleasure. I hope it worked out okay. I'm, you know. It has uh, been wonderful, uh, Atul. Uh, is there anything you want to, I mean, you're going on with Christmas. Any offers, anything you want to share, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, we've got some uh, amazing Christmas nights. I think three, four of them are sold out already. Um, it's, um, you know, if, uh, if, if anybody comes through this, we'll offer them a sort of 10% discount on uh, our tables. But it's one not to be missed. You know, we do high-end Asian weddings. So for us to do Christmas, it's easy peasy, you know, and, and we've got the right team to do it. But year upon year, uh, you know, it's growing. And, uh, you know, I'm quite old fashioned. I like to go to places where there's no trouble. Yeah. I like, you know, I like that sophistication, the class. And, uh, you know, if you want a great night out, then IXL Event Center for Christmas is the place to be.